right, cans. It is a little bit after two. October, October, November third. Just driving a little bit earlier to park, read a little bit of the Bible to you guys. We had. Let's see what, what's happened since last time I recorded. Thank, uh, thanks, Kenny. Halloween went off without a hitch. The kids were adorable. The entrepreneur was Hela from Thor, Ragnarok. The namesake was a werewolf. The third child, uh, King, was some skeleton king. And the spy was a character from The Last Airbender. He was a firebender or a waterbender. I, I don't know. Um, so we went trick-or-treating and, and the, when we're done trick-or-treating we always end up on the same street the street next to ours parallel and the um, one house in particular tends to always have an imbibement for the adults and interesting um, treats for the kids this year I think last year they did it too but um, they had a um, um, mealworms and they said if you eat a mealworm they'll, they'll let you grab as much candy as you want with one hand and so your mom the namesake and the spy you all had a mealworm I looked at that and I said not a chance not a chance why why would I why would I ever eat a mealworm when candy is an option they're, it's a really nice house, though. They're really nice people. That was interesting. So, then we went back, made, uh, we watched Hocus Pocus 2. Well, and I made some hot chocolate that none of you liked. It was too thick. I said it was too thick. I used, um, not just milk, but I uh, put in a little sweetened condensed milk in there. You guys did not like it. And made it pretty clear to me that you guys didn't like it, so. Which, a little frustrating. I mean, I'm doing this nice thing, making hot chocolate, and then I drink mine. It tastes great. Oh, wow. In the future, I will not make hot chocolate. Read about Hezekiah, my favorite king in the Old Testament. He's, I like him more than, uh, than King David. So I'm going to read about him. Second Chronicles, chapter 29. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> chapter 29. 
Hezekiah began to reign when he was 25 years old, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. In the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. He brought in the priests and the Levites and assembled them in the square on the east, uh, on the square of the east, and said to them, Hear me, Levites, now consecrate yourselves and consecrate the house of the Lord, the God of your fathers, excuse me, the God of your fathers, and carry out the filth from the holy place. For our fathers have been unfaithful and have done what was evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They have forsaken him and have returned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. They also shut the doors of the vestibule and put out the lamps and have not burned incense or offered burning offerings in the holy place of the God of Israel. Therefore the wrath of the Lord came on Judah and Jerusalem, and he has made them an object of horror, of astonishment, and of hissing, as you see with your own eyes. For behold, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity for this. Now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, in order that his fierce anger may turn away from us. My sons, do not now be negligent, for the Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to minister to him, and to be ministers and make offerings to him. Then the Levites arose, Mahath, the son of Amasi, and Joel, the son of Azariah, of the sons of the Kohathites, and the sons of Merari, Kish, the son of Abdi, and Azariah, the son of Jehoel, and the Gershonites, Joah, the son of Zimna, uh, uh, and Eden, the son of Joah, the sons of Eliphazan, Elizaphan, Shimri, and Jewel, and the sons of Asaph, Zechariah, and Mataniah, and the sons of Haman, Jehuel, Shimei, the sons of Jedithun, Shemaiah, and Uziel. They gathered their brothers and consecrated themselves and went into the king and had, went in as the king had commanded by the words of the Lord to cleanse the house of the Lord. The priests went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it, and they brought out all the uncleanness that they found in the temple of the Lord into the court into the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it and carried it out to the brook of Kidron. They began to consecrate on the first day of the first month, and on the eighth day of the month they came to the vestibule of the Lord. Then for eight days they consecrated the house of the Lord, and on the sixteenth day of the first month they finished. Then they went in to Hezekiah the king and said, We have cleansed all the house of the Lord, the altar of burnt offerings, and all its utensils, and the table for the showbread, and all its utensils, all the utensils that King Ahaz discarded in his reign when he was faithless. We have made ready and consecrated, and behold, they are before the altar of the Lord. Then Hezekiah the king arose early and gathered the officials of the city, went up to the house of the Lord, and they brought seven bulls, seven rams, seven lambs, and seven male goats for a sin offering for the kingdom and for the sanctuary and for Judah. And he commanded the priests, the sons of Aaron, to offer them on the altar of the Lord. So they slaughtered the bulls, and the priests received the blood and threw it against the altar, and they slaughtered the rams, and their blood was thrown against the altar, and they slaughtered the lambs, and their blood was thrown against the altar. Then the goats of the sin offering were brought to the king and the assembly, and they laid their hands on them. The priests slaughtered them and made a sin offering with their blood on the altar to make atonement for all Israel. For the king commanded that the burnt offering and the sin offering should be made for all Israel. And he stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, harps, and lyres, according to the commandment of David and of Gad, the king's seer, and of Nathan, the prophet. For the commandment was from the Lord through his prophets. The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with the trumpets. Then Hezekiah commanded that the burnt offering be offered on the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord began also. 
and the trumpets accompanied by the instruments of David, queen of Israel. The whole assembly worshipped, and the singers sang, and the trumpeters tr sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. When the offering was finished, the king and all who were present with him bowed themselves and worshipped. And Hezekiah the king and the officials commanded the Levites to sing praises to the Lord with the words of David and of Asaph the seer. And they sang praises with gladness, and they bowed down and worshipped. Then Hezekiah said, You have now consecrated yourselves to the Lord. Come near, bring sacrifices and thank offerings to the house of the Lord. And the assembly brought thank sacrifices and thank offerings, and all were of a willing heart brought burnt offerings. The number of the burnt offerings that the assembly brought was 70 bulls, 100 rams, and 200 lambs. All these were for a burnt offering to the Lord, and the consecrated offerings were 600 bulls and 3,000 sheep. But the priests were too few and could not flay all the burnt offerings. So until other priests had consecrated themselves, their brothers and the Levites helped them until the work was finished. For the Levites were more upright in heart than the priests in consecrating themselves. Beside the great number of burnt offerings, there was the fat of the peace offerings, and there was the drink offerings for the burnt offerings. Thus, the service of the house of the Lord was restored, and Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced because God had provided for the people, for the thing came about suddenly. Okay. Give me a second. Take a long talker. Some people believe Ezra wrote First and Second Chronicles. Pretty sure Ezra is the next book. There's language in Second Chronicles, which is almost identical to Ezra. Chapter thirty. Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah, and wrote letters also to Ephraim and the Manasseh, and they should, that they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover to the Lord, the God of Israel. For the king and his princes and all the assembly in Jerusalem had taken counsel to keep the Passover in the second month, for they could not keep it. At that time, because the priests had not consecrated themselves in sufficient number, nor the people assembled in Jerusalem. And the plan seemed right to the king and all the assembly, so they decreed to make a proclamation throughout all Israel. From Beersheba to Dan, that the people should come and keep the Passover to the Lord, the God of Israel, at Jerusalem, for they had not kept it as often as prescribed. So couriers went throughout all Israel and Judah with letters from the king and his princes, as the king had commanded, saying, O people of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, that he may turn again to the remnant of you who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your fathers and your brothers, who are faithless in the Lord of the God of their fathers, so that he made them a desolation, as you see. Do not now be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord, and come to his sanctuary, which he has consecrated forever, the service of the Lord your God, that his fierce anger may turn away from you. For if you return to the Lord, your brothers and your children will find compassion with their captors and return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if you return to him. So the couriers went from city to city throughout the country of Ephraim and Manasseh, and as far as Zebulun. But they laughed to them and scorned and mocked them. However, some men of Asher and Manasseh 
and of Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. The hand of God was also on Judah to give them one heart to do what the king and the princes commanded by the word of the Lord. And many people came together in Jerusalem to keep the feast of the unleavened bread in the second month, a very great assembly. They set to work and removed the altars that were in Jerusalem, and all the altars for burnt incense. They took away and threw into the brook of Kidron. And they slaughtered the Passover lamb on the fourteenth day of the second month. And the priests and the Levites were ashamed, so that they consecrated themselves and brought burnt offerings into the house of the Lord. They took their accustomed post, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priests threw the blood that they received from the hand of the Levites, for there were many in the assembly who had not consecrated themselves. Therefore the Levites had to slaughter the Passover lamb for everyone who was not clean, to consecrate it to the Lord. For a majority of the people, many of them from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, Zebulun, had not cleaned themselves yet. They ate the Passover otherwise, then as prescribed. For Hezekiah had prayed for them, saying, May the good Lord pardon everyone who sets his heart to seek God, the Lord, the God of his fathers, even though not according to the sanctuary's rules of cleanness. And the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people. And the people of Israel who were present at Jerusalem kept the feast of the unleavened bread seven days with great gladness. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord by day by day, singing with all their might to the Lord. And Hezekiah spoke encouragingly to all the Levites who showed good skill in the service of the Lord. So they ate the food of the festival for seven days, sacrificing peace offerings, uh, thanks to the Lord, and giving thanks to the Lord, the God of their fathers. Then the whole assembly agreed together to keep the feast for another seven days. So they kept it for another seven days with gladness. For Hezekiah, king of Judah, gave the assembly one thousand bulls and seven thousand sheep for offerings, and the princes gave the assembly a thousand bulls and ten thousand sheep, and the priests consecrated themselves in great numbers. The whole assembly of Judah and the priests of the Levites and the whole assembly that came out of Israel and the sojourners who came out of the land of Israel and the sojourners who lived in Judah rejoiced. So there was great joy in Jerusalem. For since the time of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, there had been nothing like this in Jerusalem. Then the priests and the Levites arose and blessed the people and their voice was heard and their prayer came to this holy habitation in heaven. Wow. Interesting. Chapter 31. Now, when all this was finished, all Israel who were present went out to the cities of Judah and broke in pieces the pillars and cut down the ashram and broke down the high places. Ooh, he broke, kids, he broke down the high places. That's, uh, that's a point to remember. And the altars throughout all Judah and Benjamin and Ephraim and Manasseh until they had destroyed them all. Then all the people of Israel returned to their cities, every man to his possession. And Hezekiah appointed the divisions of the priests and of the Levites, division by division, each according to his service, the priests and the Levites, for burnt offerings and peace offerings, to minister in the gates of the camp of the Lord and to give thanks and praise. The contribution of the king from his own possessions was for the burnt offerings, the burnt offerings of morning and evening, and the burnt offerings of the Sabbaths, the new moons, and appointed feasts, as is written in the law of the Lord. And he commanded the people who lived in Jerusalem to give the portion due to the priests and the Levites, that they may, that they might give themselves to the law of the Lord. As soon as the command was spread abroad, the people of Israel gave in abundance the first fruits of grain, wine, oil, honey, and all the produce of the field. And they brought in abundantly the tithe of everything. And the people of Israel and Judah, who lived in the cities of Judah, also brought in the tithe of cattle and sheep. 
and the tithe of the dedicated things that had been dedicated to the Lord their God, <clears throat> and laid them in heaps. In the third month they began to pile up the heaps and finish them in the seventh month. When Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people of Israel. And Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites about the heaps. Ezariah, the chief priest, who was of the house of Zadok, answered him, Since they began to bring the contributions into the house of the Lord, we have eaten and have had enough and have plenty left. For the Lord has blessed his people so that we have this large amount left. Then Hezekiah commanded them to prepare chambers in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them, and they faithfully brought in the contributions, the tithes, and the dedicated things. The chief priest in charge of them was Kunaniah, the Levite, with Shimei, the brother, as second. While Jehiel, Ezaziah, Nahath, Asahel, Jeremoth, Josabad, Eliel, Ishmachai, Mahath, and Benaiah were overseeing overseers assisting Kunaniah and Shimei, his brother by the point of Hezekiah the king, and Azariah, the chief officer of the house of the God. And Kor, the son of Imna, the Levite, keeper of the east gate, was overall over the freewill offerings to God to apportion the contribution reserved for the Lord and the most holy things. Offerings. Eden, Miniamin, Jeshua, Shemaiah, Amariah, and Shechaniah were faithfully assisting him in the cities of the priests to distribute the portions of their brothers, old and young alike by divisions. Except those enrolled by genealogy, males from three years old and upward, all who entered the house of the Lord as duty of each date required for their service according to their offices. By their divisions, the enrollment of the priests was according to their father's houses. That of the Levites from the twenty years old and upward was according to their offices by their divisions. They were enrolled with all their little children, their wives, their sons, and their daughters. The whole assembly, for they were faithful in keeping themselves holy, and for the sons of Aaron, the priests who were in the fields of common land, belonging to their cities, there were men in several cities who were des designated by name to distribute portions to every male among the priests and to every one among the Levites who was enrolled. Thus Hezekiah did throughout all Judah, and he did what was good and right and faithful before the Lord his God. And every work that he undertook in the service of the house of God and in accordance with the law of the commandments, seeking his God, he did with all his heart and, pro and, and prospered. <sighs> I'm getting a deep breath. <sighs> I think we'll go one more chapter and then we'll call it. It'll be a it'll be a short podcast today. Those of you that aren't part of my family, you'll realize that we named the third child Hezekiah. That's why we call him the king as his nickname in this podcast. Because Hezekiah was probably, I guess aside from David, I think he was a better king than Solomon. He was, far more, he was much more devout to God. Ezra makes it very clear. He had a heart for God. Solomon did it first, and then he failed miserably the rest of his life. Chapter 32. <clears throat> After these things and these acts of faithfulness, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah and encamped against the fortified cities, thinking to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and intended to fight against Jerusalem, he planned with his officers and his mighty men to stop the water from the springs that were outside the city, and they helped him. 
A great many people were gathered, and they stopped all the springs in the brook that flowed through the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come out and find much water? He set to work resolutely and built up all the wall that was broken down and raised towers upon it, and outside it he built another wall, and he strengthened the Milo in the city of David. He also made weapons and shields in abundance, and he set combat commanders over the people and gathered them together to him in the great square at the gate of the city and spoke encouragingly to them, saying, Excuse me. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him. For there are more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and fight our battles. And the people took confidence from the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. I have to underline that part. After this, Sennacherib, I think I'm saying that name right, king of Assyria, who was besieging Lachish with all his forces, sent his servants to Jerusalem to Hezekiah, king of Judah, and to all the people of Judah who were in Jerusalem, saying, Thus says Sennacherib, king of Assyria, On what are you trusting that you endure the siege in Jerusalem? Is not Hezekiah misleading you that he may give you over to die by famine and by thirst when he tells you, <coughs> The Lord our God will deliver us from the hand of the king of Assyria? Has he not... His, has not this same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and commanded Judah and Jerusalem before one altar you shall worship and on it you shall burn your sacrifices? Do you not know what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of the lands? Were the gods of the nations of those lands at all able to deliver their lands out of my hand? Who among all the gods of those nations that my fathers devoted to destruction was able to, was able to deliver his people from my hand that your God should be able to deliver you from my hand. Now, therefore, do not let Hezekiah deceive you or mislead you in this fashion. Do not believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or from the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you out of my hand? And his servants <clears throat> said still more against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. And he wrote letters to cast contempt on the Lord, God of Israel, and spoke, and to speak against him, saying, Like the gods of the nations of the lands who have not delivered their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not deliver his people from my hand. And they shouted it with a loud voice in the language of Judah to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to frighten and terrify them in order that they might take the city. And they spoke of the God of Jerusalem as they spoke of the gods of the peoples of the earth, which are the works work of men's hands. Then Hezekiah, the king of Isaiah, then Hezekiah, the king, and Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, prayed because of this and cried to heaven. And the Lord sent an angel who cut off all the mighty warriors and commanders and officers in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land, and when they came into the house of his God, some of his own sons struck him down there with a sword. So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and from the hand of all his enemies, and he provided for them on every side. And many brought gifts to the Lord to Jerusalem, and precious things to Hezekiah king of Judah, so that he was exalted in the sight of the, all nations from that time onward. 
In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death, and he prayed to the Lord, and, and he answered him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did not make return according to the benefit done to him, for his heart was proud. Therefore wrath came upon him in Judah and Jerusalem. But Hezekiah humbled himself before for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah had very great riches and honor, and he made for himself treasuries of silver, for gold, for precious stones, for spices, for shields, and for all kinds of costly vessels, storehouses also for the yield of grain, wine, oil, and stalls for all kinds of cattle and sheepfolds. He likewise provided cities for, for himself and flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him great, very great possessions. The same Hezekiah closed the upper outlet in the waters of Gihon, and directed them down to the west side of the city of David, and Hezekiah prospered in all his works. And so in the matter of the envoys of the princes of Babylon, who had been sent to him to inquire about the sign that had been done in the land, God left him to himself in order to test him and to know all that was in his heart. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his good deeds, behold, they are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the upper part of the tombs of the sons of David and all Judah. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did him honor at his death. And Manasseh his son reigned in his place. Yikes. That's going to be a tough one. Went from Hezekiah, probably the most devout king of Israel, to Manasseh, almost the exact opposite. Almost the exact opposite. That's my big fear. My big fear is I teach about Jesus and you guys reject him. I hope that's not the case. I hope in all these years it's taken me to do this, you're able to see Jesus for who he is, and that's God. It's 2.40. It's about a five-minute walk. I'm going to um, stop now, head out, and pick up the spy and the king. Then we're going to pick up the namesake and head home and clean and hopefully relax. I love you guys. I love you so much. And I uh, can't wait to hang out with you today. So, everything you do, kids, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless. The Bible says he's a king of the Jews. He's a king of Israel. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. David said the heavens declare the glory of God. And the fundament showeth his handiwork. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his soulless supply. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessing. Well, well, he's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. And he's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's august. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. Well, he's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. 
and he's the supreme problem in high criticism. He's a fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. And that's my king. He's the miracle of the age. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one able to supply all of our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He starves God and he dies. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. Do you know him? Well, my king is a key of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. He's a master of the mighty. He's a captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He's the king of kings. And he's the lord of lords. That's my king. Yeah. 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 That's my king. My king. Yeah. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, I wish I could describe him to you, but he, he's indescribable. He's indescribable. Yes. Yeah. He, he's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. I'm trying to tell you, the heavens of heavens cannot contain him, let alone a man explaining him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. Yeah! He always has been, and he always will be. I'm talking about he had no predecessor. And he'll have no successor. There was nobody before him, and there'll be nobody after him. You can't him, teach him, and he's not going to resign. That's my king. Praise the Lord. That's my king. Time, time is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. The glory is all his. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever 
and ever and ever. And when you get through with all of the forever, then amen.